Tu m'as 
Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom evening, people of God. Shalom evening, people of God. Glory to Jesus. 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 I welcome all of you to this evening's meeting. God bless you, my son, that kept praise. God bless you. God bless you. You are, you are one in a million. God bless you, my son. The Lord bless everybody here. My son, Clement, God bless you. Lady Beckley, God bless you, woman of God. God bless everybody. You want to tap the share button and invite all your friends and loved ones. Tell them that the mighty hand of God is at work and the Lord has opened the heavens. The Lord is about to do amazing things in our midst. Oh, glory to Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory, glory. My son, Bright. Bright Ousu, how are you? God bless you. May the Lord keep you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Glory to Jesus. My daughter anointed Eagle's gift. God bless you. The Lord bless everybody and keep you strong in the name of Jesus. All right, tap the share button and invite all your friends and loved ones. Tell them that the hand of the Lord is about to rewrite the stories of our destinies glory 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 in the name of the lord jesus eternal father we give you praise and the glory thank you for tonight
thank you for the grace that you have released upon our lives in the name of Jesus. We exalt you, we give you all the praise. Thank you for the love that you have shown to us. Thank you for giving unto us that which money cannot buy. We give you praise, we give you all the glory. We honor you for such a time as this. Thank you for the deliverance that you have given to your people. Thank you for the healing that you have released on your people. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for destroying the works of the enemy against your people. We give you all the praise and all the glory in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. We honor you tonight. Thank you for gifting us with another evening, even to come before your everlasting throne, to receive everlasting words that will sustain our souls in destiny. We give you all the praise and all the glory. The other day, James said, therefore put away all superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. We pray. Your word is already anointed. Therefore, let your word come forth with power in the name of the Lord Jesus. Any hardened heart that has refused to repent, mighty God, let the hammer of your word break that heart and cause your word as water to pierce into it in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Do for us that which we cannot do for ourselves. And if our hearts are not connected to you in the right way, have mercy upon us let us not hold grudges cause our hearts to forgive easily and cause us to understand even things of you that at the end your name alone will be glorified open our eyes tonight lord show us the secrets even of our destinies and let your purpose be fulfilled in our lives in jesus precious mighty name amen hallelujah Wow. Glory to Jesus. I'm so excited to have everybody here this evening to listen to the word of God. Hallelujah. I believe that anytime God calls us to meet, he, has, he actually has a glorious purpose and a beautiful word that will transform our destinies. I know, I know this night the Lord is going to speak to us. There is a word that will come out of my tongue, which will not be from me, but from the streams of heaven. And that word is going to hit somebody's life and shift the person to a higher dimension of destiny in the name of Jesus. There is a certain knowledge that the Lord will release into your spirit that will disconnect you from family altars just like that. There is a certain knowledge that the Lord is going to release to you that will cleanse you and set you free. For he said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free in the name of Jesus. Let the truth of God's word deliver his people and make them free in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise and all the glory for tonight. Have your way, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. Angel. I'm seeing Angel here. Angel, how are you doing? I'm about to teach. I just sensed something the Lord said I should pray for. 
angel. Can you hear me? Angel, can you hear me? If you can hear me, let me know so that I can make things quick and snappy. Okay. The Lord said I should pray for you and for your family. I see in the realm of the spirit that there is a pipeline that I'm seeing water passing through. But I saw that it has gotten to a point where there is a white bull that is at the tip of the pipeline that must receive the water. But as I was looking at it, I saw spiritually that a certain woman has tied the tip of the pipeline with a black polythene. And I see that anytime the water gets to that point, it does not go into the white pool. And I was asking the angel of the Lord, what is happening? And the angel ministered to me and said, somebody is trying to prevent financial blessing that God has purposed for your family. Somebody is trying to prevent it from coming to your family. <clears throat> But the Lord is ministering to me. That this night, whatever the person has done to trouble your financial life, the spirit of the Lord ministered to me and said, I should remove that black thing out of the tip of that pipeline and allow the water, which is a representative of your financial flow, to be released into. I don't know why I saw. A name like Amoa, a name like Amoa. I don't know who you know that bears a name like that. I don't know who you know that bears a name like Amoa, but I saw a name like Amoa in the spirit. And as I was standing there looking at the, that is your name. As I was looking at the white bull that was supposed to receive. The water, I also saw a name like Fusu written on it. And the spirit of the Lord ministered to me and said, Today, your finances have been released. Something that the enemy released against your financial flow, the spirit of the Lord ministered to me and said, That agenda of the enemy has been overthrown. Let me, let me, let me tell you, let me prophesy to you. <laughs> I stand in the grace of God. Upon my life tonight, and I speak over your destiny, angel, that two weeks by this time, you will testify of a great financial breakthrough that will shock you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, by the superior blood of Jesus. By the superior blood of Jesus, two weeks by this time, you will stand and testify of a great financial breakthrough in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Write it down. 14 days from now, the Lord is going to open a, a great financial door for you that you and your family will be shocked. Listen to me. And that woman that tied, the woman that tied the tip of the 
pipeline with that black polythene. I'm seeing the woman right now. I'm seeing her. May the angel of the Lord deal with her in the name of Jesus. I removed that black polythene and all of a sudden I saw that the water was flowing. The water was flowing. The water was flowing. The Lord said, get ready. Within the space of two weeks, you are going to hear of an amazing financial door that the Lord will release to you in the name of Jesus. Say the spirit of the Lord. It is settled in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. Are you just watching like that? Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. We are all looking forward to our dear sister testifying within two weeks. She will come and testify about financial breakthrough. Debts are going to be cancelled. And the Lord God is going to pour out of the heavens. The Lord is going to pour out of the heavens over her family financial doors in Jesus precious mighty name amen hallelujah hallelujah all right people of god can you all hear me please amazing amazing by the special grace of god this evening the lord instructed me you know i know there are many testimonies here um I'm going to open the, the platform for testimonies, God willing, tomorrow. And it, it, it will shock some of us. The things, in fact, that many of you, God has done amazing things for you. You don't want to say. This night, I will enter your dreams. The way I would, I would, I would, I, would, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Why? Huh? God has opened this great door for you. Instead of you to testify, and I made There is nowhere concern is. There is no way concern is not. I'm telling you. If you are afraid of anointed concern people, there is no way you can testify. I'm telling you. That some people you stand in church to testify. Oh, I thank God. I don't want anybody to do it. That our sister angel will come and testify after two years. The man of God. The Lord used you to prophesy into my life and that of my family that is going to open financial doors for me. Now the Lord has opened great financial doors and I thank God I am swimming in money. Then oh, somebody will send her private message. Hello, woman of God, how are you? It's a scam. <laughs> so please 
and there are people like that. We be my financial testimonies, they will go and connect to the person right now, and that is when they will cry and talk about their ordeal. So, sister, sister Angel, when go for when people petu to become your friend, you have to understand what it means. We have a lot of petrol in the system. They will petrol to become your friend. <laughs> May God help all of us. I know nobody is like that on this platform. If you are like that, receive grace to repent in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right. All right, glory to Jesus. By the special grace of God, the Lord laid on my heart to talk about the mystery of family. The mystery of family. The mystery of family. Now, this afternoon, I actually said something short about family. And I want all of us to have understanding about what family is from the biblical perspective and from the spiritual realm perspective. I'm going to take my time. Um, I can't teach all this evening because it's a kind of um, bulky thing. I'm going to take my time to open it one by one, one by one. The Lord will help me. If I'm trying to go ahead of myself, I know God will help me. I don't want anybody to get confused. So I won't say plenty things this evening. I'm going to take my time to scratch the surface gradually, gradually, so that we all can have understanding about things. Are you all with me? Good. Now, when you hear the word family, family, family according to social studies and environmental studies they taught us that family is a group of people related by blood a group of people related by blood a group of people related by blood that is what they told us I mean, social studies, environmental studies, and all those kind of things. Now, that definition actually is not wrong. It is right, but it is just one small aspect of family. Very, very small. Very, 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 very small. So when somebody defines family... As a group of people related by blood, it is actually just a small kind of thing the person has said. Now, there is, there is this thing we need to know and understand about what family is. Before something like a family can come forth, I'm going to take my time to open things up to you. Before family comes forth definitely there must be a man and a woman a man 
and a woman. A man and a woman. And that man and the woman will start the family based on a covenant that they will start between themselves. So the covenant between a man and a woman that enables them to start a family is called marriage. Did you hear what I said? Good. The covenant, that is to say, there is no way a family can be built without a covenant. Put that at the back of your mind. Very, very, very important. So before a family can be started, we need to get a man, we need to get a woman, and we need to bring these two people together under a covenant called marriage. Now, with this little understanding, you would now have to understand what marriage is, but I'm not going to teach about marriage this evening. I will try to skip marriage and talk about family. Because there is a reason why God starts a family. Now, let me take you to God before God created the world. Listen to me carefully. When God created the heavens and the earth, When God created the heavens and the earth, when God decided to make man on the earth, there is something very powerful that God did. What God did was that he did not actually create only one entity called man. No. All the men that would come to this earth God actually created them at that moment of creation. And all the men, when I say men, at this point, I'm talking about both male and female. So let me now use the word mankind. All mankind was actually created by God. And God named mankind Adam. So the Adam we read about in the book of Genesis is not just a certain one man somewhere, but it is actually the entire human race that was created by God. And when God created Adam, who is mankind, God, that is the main reason why, God couldn't have made the woman from anywhere else except she comes out of the man because at that dimension, everything about human being was that Adam standing there. So God had to open the man's rib area to take one of the ribs and he formed the woman. And he said, multiply, increase on this earth. The word multiplication that God actually spoke to man was actually that God said man should go and have families. 
and by the families, man should feel the entire earth. Listen to me carefully. So, Adam, who actually is the is all mankind, all humanity in one. Whatever Adam did in the Garden of Eden affected all human race because he was actually the first representative of all human race. That is to let you know that the person that started your family is the one that bears the entire family in his bosom. I'm, I'm not going ahead of myself. I'm just trying to let you understand this. Are you following? Good. Now, the earth was fashioned in a way to accomplish God's divine purpose. And God's divine purpose for which he made the earth was that his kingdom will be extended to the earth. That his kingdom will be extended. So, earth actually is an extension of God's kingdom. Now, if you have seen this, you would understand that the kingdom of God is not only a physical thing. That is why the word of God said, that the kingdom of God does not come with observations so that one will say, Lo, here is it. But the kingdom of God is within us. Now, God's purpose for the earth was that He wanted to extend His kingdom from heaven to the earth. And if that kingdom is actually a spiritual kingdom, then what God is trying to do is that he would pass his spiritual kingdom through man so that man will be an expression of God's kingdom idea on this earth. And if that will be possible, God in his infinite wisdom started family before the court of heaven. Let me take you there. Follow me. Are we, are we going? Good. Genesis chapter 11. Genesis chapter 11. The word of God told us, verse 1 downwards, Genesis chapter 11, the word of God told us that the whole earth was of one language and one speech. And the whole earth was of one language and one speech. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shina, and they dwelt there. 
and they said to one another, Go to, let us make brick and bend them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime had they for mortar. Verse 4. And they said, Let us build a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. Ah, yeah. And let us make a name lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Listen to me. <laughs> the word of God said, the whole earth was of one language. There was nothing like English, nothing like G, nothing like Away. The whole earth was of one language. All the people on the earth by then were speaking only one language. And they were of one speech. And the word of God said, they decided to build a city and a tower. And the main reason why they wanted to build the city and the tower was that so that they would get a name for themselves, so that they will not be scattered. This actually is an explanation of what family is. Every family has a name. Every family has a name. And it is not only the name that, de- that causes us to decode what the family is, but that is the, the first thing to decode every family with the family name the family name and they said let us build a tower and a city what actually surrounds a name in the realm of the spirit a name is not just somebody's um an identificative thing that we mention no The word of God said in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and are safe. What God is trying to let us know, I wish I can say something. I'm taking my time. I don't want to go ahead of myself. In every family, there is what we call a city. Write it down. Things you can use to decode a family. A city. A tower. And a name. I'm going to take my time to explain what they mean. A city. A tower and a name. A city, a tower, and a name. Now, before any child is born, before any child is born, There is what happens. Now, let me take this, um, let me explain it this way. 
before your family started, your great, 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 great grandfather that started your family, when he was about to be born, no matter the matter, every human being was born by somebody. It was only Adam that was not born. Adam, the first male personality that was not born. Every other human being was born out of the birth canal through a woman. Now, before the one that started your family was born, God took the spirit of that person in the court of heaven. And he said, you are going to this earth to go and fulfill this mission, this assignment. Because the reason why I made the earth was that my kingdom will be extended to the earth. So if I am bringing human beings on the earth, it is because of my kingdom. So I'm going to use you to start a family. And that family I'm going to use you to start. The main purpose of the family is to extend my kingdom. If that is so, I have a lot of spirits of those that will be in this family that I want you to go and start. Then, this is the spirit of somebody who started your family that God has called to the court of heaven. Then God will call all the spirits of the people that will dwell in that family. And they will stand with the spirit of the man that is about to go to the earth to start your family. Then God will start showing every spirit or every person that will come to the earth to that person. So let me tell you, you actually saw the one that started your family when you were in heaven. But the question is, do you even remember that you came from heaven? What do you remember? You don't even have this. You, you can't recall it. You can't. Even when you came to the earth, I will tell you to speak about what you did when you were three years old. You, you can't even recall it. When your father tells you that hey, you did this, you say no. Because when we are born to this earth, there is something that shifts our fo focus from the spirit dimension where we came from to the natural and once we are shifted to the natural we begin to live our lives according to the way the natural system has been made and that is our biggest problem so the more you grow physically the more you become exposed to the physical kind of life which is actually the greatest enemy to your spiritual life So you see, as we are growing, that is why, let me, let me shock you. 
in the kingdom of God, Jesus even said it. If you are, if you can't be born again, once you are born again, you become a child. He said, until you are like a child, you cannot enter into the kingdom. So every child, children actually are special kind of beings that. I wish I can explain this in a term that we all will understand. Let me take things slow so that I don't jump. Get this. God's main assignment is to extend his kingdom on this earth. So the main reason why God even created Adam, who is the entire human race, he said, Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, let us make man in our own image and after our likeness, and let them have dominion. Ah. He said, let us make... Oh, somebody can post it here. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. I want everybody to see it here. The Bible said, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness, and let them. The word is them. That means that what God is going to make is not just one thing, but entire human race called man. Are you getting it? If it was only one personality, God would have said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let him have dominion. But he said, let us make man in our own image and after our likeness and let them. So the man God is actually talking about is the entire human beings that will come to the earth, including those that have not yet been born. <laughs> this will let you understand that God has already finished with creation. God is not now creating. So you see, that your child you have not yet given birth to. It is not now that God is going to create the child. No. When you go to the heavenly court, the spirits of all the children that are yet to be born are already there. What God actually is waiting for is that their bodies will be formed in the womb of a woman. Then he will send the spirit from the court of heaven into the woman's womb to attach itself to the body. Because that is why the Bible did not say God. The Bible did not say God said, "Let us create man in our image." No, He said, "Let us make, let us make." So you see, God made man, but the making of man is in two dimensions. The making of man is in two dimensions. We have the one that will align to the image and we have the one that will align to the likeness. So the likeness and the image come together for man to be made. But the image is created and the likeness is formed. 
So when you read the next verse, verse 27, listen to what the word of God said. Verse 27. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. God said, let us make, write that word down, make. God said, let us make. Then verse 27, the Bible says, so God created man. You see that thing here? He said, let us make. And when he said, let us make, he said two things. We are going to make that man in our image and our likeness, after our likeness. So two things bring out the making of man, the image and the likeness. But when you read verse 27, the Bible says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Have you ever seen that God made mention of likeness here? Did you see any likeness in this verse? It was all about image, image, image. That is true. And have you have you realized that you did not see God saying the word of God saying and God made and God? But He said God created man in His image. So the image was created. What about the likeness? I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. I'm about to link it to the family for you to understand. Now, when you read Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, listen to what God said. Listen to what the Bible said. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. So right now, the image of man has been created. So God created man in his image. Now, what is he saying about the likeness? Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Somebody should post it here quickly. The Bible said, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Look at that. So when the image was created, the likeness was formed. So man actually is in two dimensions. We have the creative dimension of man and the formation dimension of man. So creation and formation equals making have you seen that let us make man in our image and likeness so god created man in his image and he formed man in his likeness now when it comes to the word formation it is actually the word from which we had the word formula 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 and form so before you can solve a certain mathematical question, you need to get a formula so that the question can be formed, can be answered. Are you getting it? This one should let you know, every human being has a formula for which God used to form the human being. And that formula, I want to show you where it is found. Can I? The formula to form the body of man is found in water.
somebody say just water it is not just <laughs> it is not just you see sometimes you can go and meet a certain mathematical question eh when you say ah me nya me nya formula you permit me solve it but formula nko say pi r squared ya na say dy dx she say you don't even know once you get the formula king you can solve the question so the formula to solve the matter of formation has become a problem that is what i want you to know god has actually created everything in his image already so god has has finished with creation and when we speak of creation we are speaking of things made in spirit dimension spirit and i've already told you that everything in this world has a spirit dimension everything everything in this world so god even created trees before he formed trees in genesis chapter 2 for you to know that there is a spirit dimension of trees and the physical dimension are you getting it good now with this understand i'm trying to talk about family but you we need to have this foundation so everything all the children that will all the human beings that will come to this earth their spirits have been created by god already and that spirit was created in the image of god it is the body that is formed in the likeness of god Are you getting the picture? Good. So if you are here, you are not yet married. You will marry and give birth. Your child is with is already with God. The spirit of your child is with God. So when you meet your husband and you know your husband in bed. And you conceive what you have done is that you are actually forming the child at that point the formula to form the body of the child is found in your amniotic fluid which is water no wonder satan with his connection to leviathan in the marine world can form a human body eh? when you look at the body you can't blink your eye <laughs> you know what i'm talking about they can form a body no pimples Master. <laughs> because the formula to form things is in the marine world i'm telling you the gospel truth i'm telling you but it is not all marine beings that are aware of this but any marine agent that understands the formula 
to form things because anytime you form the thing, it appears physically on the physical earth. That is why, if you are looking for all the dimensions of this of the um, creation of God, heaven, earth, under the earth and the sea, those that can come to the earth, plenty. Without so much, you know, stress, are those from the marine world. They can mingle with us like human beings, and you will not know. They have secrets, Papa. I'm telling you, secrets. No wonder there is a realm in the marine called the realm of the dead. It is in the sea. In that realm, everybody will go there. When you are coming to the earth as a child, you pass there before you come. When you are going, whether to hell or to heaven, you pass there before you go. And that is where your family house is. <laughs> so what I'm trying to let you understand is that there is a family house of yours that was created in the realm of the dead. And a family house that is formed in the physical earth. Listen to me. I said this the other time. When you go to the let me let me take you okay so the person that started your family is now at the court of heaven all the people that will be part of the family that have not yet come because the family has not yet been started by this person god will bring the spirit of all the people so you you actually knew the one that started your family way back in the heavens before you were born then god said I am the main reason why I made the earth was that I will extend my kingdom through human beings on this earth. Now you are going to be, and I God said, I can't extend my kingdom through human beings without following principles that I've already set ahead of myself. And God began to unfold the principles. And the first principle God talked about was a family. The second principle God spoke about was ethnic groups. The third principle God spoke about was tribe. The fourth principle God spoke about was clan. <laughs> then, the fifth principle God spoke about was nation. Then the other principle God spoke about was continent. Then the other principle God spoke about was the globe, the world. Are you all getting the thing? So God would tell the one that is about to start your family all these things. For you to know 
that family is actually going to be the foundation that God will use to hit the entire world. The whole world is a house, but family is the foundation. Look at that. A free is a man of God. What you are saying is true and real. We were looking for our something, and the man who was helping us told us this thing is rightly yours because your great great ancestors placed it there and mentioned your names that there will be people by this name. They can only have this. The man said our parents had not even met talk of bringing us to the world. Look at that. Their parents had not even met when the, the great great ancestors said these things are for these children. <laughs> Listen, eh, family is more than you see. I'm telling you, family, it is more than you see. I want you to know this. There is a spiritual dimension of your family you don't know. You don't you don't know. As I'm talking to you right now, your Ebusia Penny talks to ancestors. Ah, didn't you hear of ancestors? Have you asked about them? Who are ancestors? Who are they? You'll be them saying that all, all these things are superstitious beliefs. You are not spiritual. You don't understand spiritual things. You just don't know. Were you not born by a woman? Was that woman also not born by another woman? Was she also not born by another woman? Do you know generations that have passed before you were born? Now, you can't just use your mouth to say, Hey, me, me, I'll never join this family. I'll never connect myself to the family again. You, you are lying. Because the blood running through your veins, no, it's a sign. Don't you remember I told you that there are three main things, in fact more than three, to decode that you are part of a family. The first one is called a city. Do you know that city? The second one is called a tower. You don't even know. The third one is a name. It might, it maybe the name is what you know. But have you asked people why they are called a DR? Have you asked people why they are called Owusu? Many of us have same names we don't even understand. But you go deep into our families, they will, have, they will tell you the reason why this one is called Edinkra. <laughs> they will tell you the reason why this one is called... Ah. I'm breaking things down. I'm breaking things down. Now... When God brought all the spirits of the people that will appear in that family to the first man that started the family, God brought forth what we call family wealth. Family wealth. And he placed it in the left hand of the first person. 
Then God brought forth what we call language. 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 What the language that the family will speak. I want you to know this. Language started before nation came. Don't you know? That is why you can get one nation. That is why you can get one nation about 125 languages that are spoken by ethnic groups, spoken by tribes, spoken by families. Are you following? Good. After that, God gave to the same person that started your family what we call the way of a family. The way of a family. I will explain. This one that I'm teaching, eh, you will not find it anywhere. You will not find it in any book. The way of a family. The way. Now, the way of the family actually becomes how a family will be known among its people. What do I mean by that? When you go to some families, they have a particular line of the family that are the royal people. They are the only people that can be kings and queens. There, there are plenty of people, but there is a line of a family that are entitled to thrones. So God will now show that person that is about to start the family that the way of your family will be this. There are families too. It will not be about royalty. It will be about songs. I don't know how to explain it. But there are some families no matter what you do to them, somebody will sing. It, is, it will run through the entire family. The mother was singing. The great-great-grandmother was singing. Everybody. Some of them too. God can release the way of the family. Some of them to God can release certain understanding into herbs. Herbs. So there are families. This herbal thing is actually something God placed in the family. It is the way of the family.
There are plenty. I can't mention all of them. But I'm trying to let you know that before the first person that started your family comes to this earth, everything that you need and everything that God needs to move through that family to touch ethnic groups, to touch tribes, to touch clans, to touch nations, for him to get the whole world, God will deposit everything in the family. So there is no single time you can stand and blame God and say, God, why? No, no. Now, when the first person is coming to the earth, when after God has given the first person all these things, the person will now move with the guardian angel. Now, this person, when he's coming, he will have two guardian angels. The first one is for himself. And the second one will be for the entire family. Don't forget it. I told you in the afternoon that there are guardian angels in charge of every family before every individual. And that guardian angel actually is the one that is supposed to keep the family wealth, keep the way of the family, and all those kind of things. So when the family decide to go away from God, the guardian angel that keeps all those good things can draw back. And when he draws back, spirits, other spirits can hijack the glorious things that are for the family. So some of us are forefathers that were supposed to follow God. They subjected the entire family to river, to river bodies. They subjected the entire family to Kankainyami. They subjected the entire family to Subruku. And the guardian angel in charge of the family drew back. And now spirits began to enter the doorway of the family. To destroy things. Now, when this person is coming to the earth, he will pass through all the realms of the heavenlies. For you to understand, from the realm of God, every family is started by a man. Yes, you have to understand that. That is why in the times of old, when they see a child outside, they will ask, who is your father? They won't ask of their mother. The physical reason being that every child is carrying the DNA of the father. That is why we do paternity tests. We don't do maternity tests. Because we all know the woman that gave birth to the child. If you will not know, for nine months, look at her stomach, what happened. But you will never know that a man is walking about and is the father of this child. Because when he finished firing, he kept his something in his somewhere. You will not know. But the woman cannot keep the something because definitely it will show. We all will know that ah, she is the mother. But as for the father, we must look for him 
<laughs> He's a mystical personality. Are you following? Good. That is the reason why we do paternity tests. And when we are doing paternity tests, what, what actually is the, the, the important thing we are looking for? The key. What is it? When we are doing paternity tests, what actually are we looking at? What, what um, biological thing are we looking for? The DNA. The DNA. And we all know the shape of a DNA. It is like a coiled ladder. It is a, a helical. I, I hope we all we have seen DNA before. If you have not seen DNA, at least you have seen the um, how it looks like. You can go to Google and look at. That is how the shape of a DNA is like. You can see what um, Dakar Prince has posted and what Rosemary has posted. So you see most of us, um, there are some buildings when you see them, the stairs that you have to climb before you get to the top. Haven't you seen those, those kind of staircases before? Good. That is how DNA looks like. And DNA is the token we use to locate a father. So when Jesus says that no one goes to the father except by me, what he's trying to say is that he is the ladder of DNA to the father. So if you want to know the father of Jesus, a DNA test must be made. And that DNA actually is Jesus himself. So the DNA of God is Jesus. No wonder in the book of Genesis, the word of God said, Jacob slept on a stone. And when he slept, he had a dream. And in the dream, he saw a ladder that was moving from the earth to heaven and angels were ascending and descending on it. That ladder actually is Jesus. That ladder is the DNA that locates the Father. And he said, at the tip of the ladder in the heavens, the Father sat on a throne. So Jesus came to the earth and he also said exactly what Jacob said. He said, very soon you will see the Son of God and angels ascending and descending on him. What was he trying to say? I am the ladder that Jacob saw. I am the DNA that will walk on to meet the Father. So Jesus is not the way to heaven. He is actually the way to the Father. 
Now, with this understanding, you would have to know and understand the reason why physically, anatomically, and physiologically, a family is also decoded by DNA. Are you following? So the first person that starts your family, when he gets to the realm of the dead, He will go and meet a certain group of people. They look like human beings, but they don't look like human beings. And when that first person that started her family is getting close to manifesting on the physical plane, he will meet this group of people. Those people are not men, they are not human beings. They live in the realm of the dead. They are known as the ancestry. Not ancestors. And this ancestry have knowledge about the assignment that God has given to that family that must be formed on the earth. So they will join hands with the first person that is supposed to start our families and they will build a house. And when that home is built, they will sit down and talk and he will explain things to them and God has given them graces to push and support families so now this first person that is supposed to start their family when he meets the, the ancestry they actually ordain him as the ancestor of the family ancestor of the family now after everything, a whole lot actually is done over there. And never be brave that I can't really say all of them. But when the first person that is starting the family gets to the ancestry at the realm of the dead, he will tell the ancestry that God told me from the court of heaven when he brought all the spirits of the people that will come to this family and when all the spirits of the people that will come to this family came i counted and they were all 375000 then you say okay then after all those things have gone on, this person now appears on the surface of the earth. In fact, I want to say this. Adam, the first man, went through all these things before he was formed. Now, when the first man comes to the earth, 
everything starts as he begins to give birth. Adam actually is the ancestor of all men. But there is what we call the ancestry. And the ancestry, I want to say something, oh. Let me explain. Let me see what I wanted to say. There wouldn't have been any man called Adam if God had not already changed himself to be a man before creation. <laughs> I don't know if I get what I'm saying. I said. There wouldn't have been any man called Adam if God had not already changed himself or stretched himself into another dimension of man called Jesus. So Jesus, actually in the realm of God's universe, is the dimension of God that is man. So anytime, the, you see, many of us, we have been you know, misunderstanding the scriptures. Go and um, listen to my sermon on the mystery God. You understand a lot of things. We are many of us say things like God is not a man. God is not a man. God is not a man. Haven't you been saying that? The question I want to ask you is this. Is Jesus a man? Is Jesus a man? Can you all hear me, please? Okay. Can you all hear me? Okay, let me. <laughs> hey, today something will happen here. <laughs> the question is Is Jesus a man? Okay, let me just um, change the question. Was Jesus born by a woman? If he was born by a woman, he's a man. I don't know if getting what I'm saying. Good. So Jesus is a man. But do you know that Jesus too is God? Okay, so is God a man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see, we have been deceived. In fact, that scripture did not even just say God is not a man. No, he said God is not a man that he should lie. 
God is not a man that he should lie. So there is one thing about men, it is called lies. That is what God is not, not the man himself. Because Jesus became a man so that he, oh, you don't get it. You don't get it. There wouldn't have been any way that God can say somebody is my son if the person was not a man. And if all these things about Jesus being the DNA of God, if the thing is not a physical DNA, it wouldn't have been known. I want to let you know that God becoming a man is the greatest mystery in the universe. That is why the Bible said, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness, that God became a man. So God became a man. Why are you now saying that God is not a man? I want to let you know, point blank, when you go to heaven right now, you will meet Jesus seated on the throne. He was the man that came to die. That is why people that visit heaven will still see Jesus and his hands have been pierced. They did it physically, not spiritually. They pierced his hand physically. So Jesus is seated on the throne of his father as a man. When you go to the heavens, eh, there are four main beings that God manifests himself through them, his power through them. They are called the four living creatures. God, he manifests his power, all the dimensional power of God. In all the four dimensions of the universe, God manifests it through these dimensions. The first one is the dimension of the eagle, the dimension of the of the calf or the cattle and the dimension of a man then we have the dimension of a lion when you take man outside the faces of God it won't be possible it won't be possible mm. Somebody's getting confused. I didn't, I didn't want to go to that dimension. Because, you see, there are many of us in church, we still don't understand these things. Sometimes ask yourself questions. Why is it that Jesus went to the disciples and said, Who do men say that I am? Then he later asked them, Who do you say that I am? Then Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. People were saying that he's the son of Joseph, but he was not. Because it was not Joseph that slept with Mary for Mary to be pregnant. Even though Mary got pregnant physically, there was a womb that Jesus was in. Physical womb. Amniotic fluid filled the womb. Jesus was there. Nine months later, he was born like a normal human being. But the sperm that fertilized with the egg of his mother was not from any human being. Yay. You okay? You very fine? Oh. Everybody say hi. Okay. Yeah, mama, I see two shine in the massa. Why are they? Why are they?
Can you all hear me, please? Good. So just put this at the back of your mind, people of God. If you don't know these basic things, yes, let me, let me tell you something. Do you know that all the religions that have actually come to this earth, they will go deep and tell you about a, a God that came to sleep with a woman and the woman got pregnant and all those kind of things? When you read the book of Genesis chapter 4, the word of God made mention of that the whole earth was, Genesis chapter 11, the whole earth was of one language. And the, the people said to themselves that they are going to build a tower. Who stopped me reach to the heavens? I think I've explained that some before. And the man that led all the people to build the tower was called Nimrod. And the Bible said Nimrod was a great hunter before the Lord. Ah, what does he mean? That statement does not mean that he is hunting for. No, 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 no. He was a great hunter. But the word before the Lord should actually let you know the kind of hunter that this young man was. Nobody understood the secrets of the universe at that moment than Nimrod. And they were all unveiled to him by the satanic kingdom. No wonder they said they were going to build a tower and a city to get a name. Because he had already known that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. So the tower is actually going to be the supporting system of the name. And I already told you the other time that the name of God, the name of the Lord, is not just something we mention. The name of the Lord is a place in the spirit realm. It is a tower. In fact, as the Bible said it in Proverbs 18 verse 10, it is a tower, a big and strong one in the spirit realm. And the righteous runneth into it. That is what the Bible said. At the name Jesus, every knee bows. You see, the way that Nebuchadnezzar built a statue that everybody was supposed to bow, that is how the tower of the name of the Lord is like that everybody will bow. And that is the reason why Muslims will enter into the, their mosque and they will bow. It is because of the tower that has been erected. So the main secret of towers actually is by the bowing of men. And I wish I can open your eyes on something. Oh. When you enter into the tower, which is the name of the Lord, can I show you something? These are secrets. I'll just say a few things. I won't say the, the rest because some of you will get confused. If you have entered into the name of the Lord before, you will understand what I'm saying. Now, when you enter into the name, of the Lord. <laughs> Somebody said we are ready to be confused. <laughs> when you enter into the name of the Lord, it has 72 pillars. 72 pillars. And these 72 pillars, 
we divide them into three main dimensions. So now, 72 divided by 3. Oh, the mathematicians. 72 divided by 3. 24. And that 24 actually is the 24 elders. It's a sign of the 24 elders in the heavenlies. So the name of the Lord actually is kept by the power of God that backs the 24 elders. And the main assignment of the 24 elders is that they cast their crowns and they bow to worship the Lord. They bow. So the main secret of a tower is for the bowing of all men. And anytime you bow before a tower, it means that Whatever the tower is, controls you. You have subjected your entire being to that tower. And I want to let you understand something. In the times of old, when towers were built, you see, in the times of old, countries used to build walls around their cities. That is when the Bible made mention of Jericho. Jericho was a country, but it had war around it. And the war, they built towers in between the walls. So you can get one whole country and you have like about 300 towers that have been built inside the walls. The wall now around the fact towers. Now, and at the topmost part of every tower, they will have some people to stay there. In the topmost part, and when you sit there, there were two categories of people that were sitting at the topmost part. So all the 300 towers that were inside the wall, we have two people in each of the towers. One is a warrior. And one is a spirit being. When I say spirit being, let me uh, so one that understands the language of the spirit realm. Are you getting it? So when the warrior who is a physical warrior or a soldier of that country detects that another country is bringing they are warriors against them. They will see it from the topmost part because towers are very tall. And when you are on top, you can see far. That is why God even said to Abraham that as far as your eyes can see, I have given that place to you. So when you see the thing bows, for something to be given to you means it has bowed itself to you. But it is also a function of your spiritual vision. So what God was actually doing, God lifted Abraham to the top of a certain tower and caused Abraham to view. That is the reason why the prayer people in our church, we either call them prayer warriors or prayer tower. Because when we say prayer tower, they are actually people that are supposed to stand at a dimension to watch what is ahead, whether physically or spiritually. 
So the warriors will detect enemies physically. Then those that understand the spirit sounds will also pick signals from the spirit realm perspective. So the, the topmost part of an altar is not just any physical place. No. And most of the times, the person that understands the sound of the spirit who is with the physical warrior at the topmost part of the tower has what we call the sign. The sign of the God that they save and understand this i told you that for any country to be built you let me reduce it to a to a family i told you that we are going to have a city we are going to have a tower and a name are you getting it I believe everybody is understanding what is going on. I don't want anybody to, to be confused. So let me let me open your eyes on something, people of God. <laughs> your country is called Ghana. Ghana has a jurisdiction. That is the reason why it has a map. So the map of Ghana actually is the city of Ghana. And it has a name called Ghana. The question is, where is the tower? I don't want to, I don't want trouble. Because the tower of every country is the power enforcing agent of the country. I'm telling you. The power enforcement agent of the country is the tower. So when your tower is not strong, any other spirit or physical enemy can take advantage of your bodies. I don't want to say anything, but I want you to know that the tower of Ghana is in trouble. That is the only thing I can say. I'm telling you. Because the topmost part of the tower of Ghana was supposed to be the God that the people served. The sign of that God was supposed to be there. But somebody took another spirit to the place. And as I'm talking to you right now, ah, let me just stop. I don't want any trouble. God is trying to take his place in the entire nation of Ghana, but still struggles are going on. Because another God has been introduced to the place of God. That is the reason why when you see mosques, they have a certain half moon sign with a star at the middle that is on top of their tower it is actually the sign of the god they are serving that is where they get their strength that is where islamic religion gets their strength from the moon goddess don't you talk plenty and the moon goddess 
when you go to Egypt, the Egyptian language, because understand that all these Islam, Islam, Islam things started from somewhere. Islam started from somewhere. When Abraham was with Sarai, Sarah was not giving birth. Then Sarai gave her maid servant to Abraham, who was, who was called Hagar. Hagar was from a country called Egypt. And Abraham slept with Hagar. And Hagar gave birth to Ishmael. And a time came when Ishmael was delivered. Hagar began to torment Sarah because she was barren. And God opened the womb of Sarah and Sarah also gave birth to Isaac. And when Isaac came, Sarah said to Abraham that, My husband, what this maid servant is doing, you must sack her because I am the, the wife of this house. I am the legit. <laughs> I am the legal wife of this house. So sack her. Then the Bible said, Abraham sacked Hagar and Ishmael. And once they were on their way, they got, they got to a point where the child was crying because there was no water. And the woman left the child somewhere for the child to die. And she was also sitting under a certain tree. And the woman began to cry. And the word of God said, an angel of the Lord appeared. And the angel said, the God has heard the cry of the child. That was when the name Ishmael came. Ishmael means God will hear. Or God has heard. So God heard the cry of the child. Now, when that happened, and the angel left, and the angel began to speak to Hagar, and said, this young boy you have given birth, because he came from the loins of Abraham, God had already made his covenant with Abraham. So Ishmael too has become a covenanted child. So even though you have been sacked from the house, a nation will come out of Ishmael too. And they will be strong people because of the covenant that they have with the Abraham, the Abrahamic covenant. And God blessed Ishmael. After everything, when the angel of God disappeared, Hagar took the child and took him back to Egypt, where she came from. And when she went to Egypt, the Egyptians were serving a certain god called La, L-A-H. La, L-A-H. And La was actually the moon goddess. The goddess of the moon. She was actually the goddess of wealth. The goddess of fertility. And in the Arabic, A-L actually means the. T-H-E. A-L. So when you say Al, you, you are speaking of the. It is the same way when you see the word L most of the times. It is not necessarily God. It also means there. So you can hear of a certain man, Prophet Bernard L. Bernard. When he is explaining his name, he will let you know that the word L means there. So he's actually Bernard de Bernard. So in Arabic, 
AL also means there. That is why when you add AL to La, what you are going to get is Allah, which means the God of the moon. <laughs> so Allah is actually the God of the moon. Look at this. So, Islam actually started in Egypt. And let me tell you before Abraham could give birth to Isaac, for Isaac to give birth. Exactly. So, La is a lunar deity in ancient Egyptian religion. The word simply means moon. Look at that. Are you following? Good. So anytime you hear Allah, it, it means the God of the moon. So simple. So simple. No wonder on the topmost part of their towers, they have the half moon sign. They are actually not worshipping the God of the Christians. No Muslim is serving the Lord Jesus Christ. It is never true. Don't let them deceive you. There are many Muslims who don't even know the God they are worshipping. I'm telling you. They will tell you Islam means peace. Okay, who is ISIS? Are they peaceful people? What are they doing? <laughs> who is Boko Haram? Who is Al Qaeda? I don't want to say anything, no. It's not true. I want you to understand that. Listen to me. Ewe is an ethnic group, it is a tribe. They, they have languages. So they can call God Mau. It might be the same God we are all serving. They call him Mau. But when a Muslim says Allah, it is very different. Because Allah is not just a language. It is the clear meaning of the God. Are you following? I was teaching about family, but look at where the things have passed. At least to bring understanding to all of us. So, Hagar introduced Ishmael to the God called Lamb. And Ishmael married and gave birth to 12 children. Look at this one. 12 children. 12. So the time Ishmael had given birth to 12, that was when Jacob was born. That was when Isaac gave birth to Esau and Jacob. And God chose Jacob and changed his name to Israel. And God brought forth 12 children out of Israel. So before Jacob 
was sent to Israel for him to have 12 children. Each man was already having his 12 children. What am I trying to say? They saw, ah, yeah, by reason of their covenant participation with Abraham, they had understanding into the things of God already. And I want you to know what the Islamic people want to do against believers is that they want to hijack all the wealth on this earth and cause believers to suffer. I'm telling you. So you see, when we read the book of Genesis, when the Bible was actually making mention of the fact that there was a river that entered into the Garden of Eden to water the garden. And when that river, after it has watered the garden, when it is coming out of the garden from the other side, it divided itself into four dimensions. And the Bible started explaining certain things. That those four dimensions, those four dimensions of the river had names. We called one Pison. We called one The Bible said the name of the first river was called Pison, and it compassed around the whole land of Havila, where there is gold. Look at this, where there is gold. And the Bible said the gold of that land is good, and there is Delium and the onyx stone. So the river Pison actually moved around a certain area where what is called Havila. And the Bible said there is so much gold on that place. And the gold of that place was good. That means we have gold that is not good. I don't want to go there. But let me show you something. If you like, eh, go and type the word Havila on Google and see how it is linked to Saudi Arabia. You can go to Google and type Havila and you see that there is a place in a certain Arabic Islamic country called Havila. And when you go to that place, where the Bible, <laughs> one of the things that is known of that place is gold. Gold. What these people power, what are they doing? They stepped ahead of us. Yes, before we started our own. Now we are talking about oil. Oh, don't go there. Oil. They want to hijack all the blessing that are coming from the womb and the breast of the egg. You want to harness everything. And let me tell you, I want you to know this. Because they came from the loins of Abraham, they are already blessed. <laughs> okay. Dr. Prince have posted something. He said, Frederick Delish located the land of Havila in Syrian desert, west and south of the Euphrates. P. Hout, who regarded the Pishon as the belt of water formed by the Keka, Persian Gulf, and Red Sea, identified Havila with Arabia. Mm -hmm. 
So when you go to Saudi Arabia, there's a place called Havila. I want to say something, can I? <laughs> oh, mighty God. When you go into Islamic studies, the same way we have eschatology, which speaks of the study of the end times in Christianity, they also have Islamic eschatology. And they are also studying about their end times. And when you study Islamic eschatology, the way believers, our eschatology actually speaks of how the dead will be raised, we are all going to meet Christ, we shall be changed, and all those things. They also have their ways. And listen, according to Islamic eschatology, where they are actually going is not heaven. They are going to Israel. <laughs> Israel and the place that is their focus is actually called Jerusalem they know that in the original plan of God Jerusalem is the center of the earth Jerusalem is the center of the earth so once you hijack the center of the earth, you have hijacked every place. And this is what they want to do. They plotted that they will shift the capital because once the capital of Israel is still Jerusalem, God rules. It will be very difficult for them to exhibit their evil plots. So they are trying to change the capital of Israel from Jerusalem to Tel Aviv. And they did it. When you go to Tel Aviv, I'm telling you, 90% of the people that dwell there are Muslims. They changed, they changed the capital of Israel from Jerusalem to Tel Aviv. It was when this man called Donald Trump came that he stood and said, from today, Jerusalem is going to be the capital of Israel. What that man did, I don't know whether he understood what he did or not. But what that man did was actually a salvation to Christianity in so many ways that we don't know. No wonder they hated that man. Let me tell you, no matter what you say, no matter the evil things you pick about Donald Trump, that man was sent by God. I'm telling you, there were many things he did he did not even know. He was pushed by serious grace from God to do certain things. He did not even know what he was doing. But ah, they said we will not allow. We will not allow. We will not allow. They pushed the man from the throne. And they have brought. Another man called Joe Biden. I don't have time to talk about him. Honestly, Joe Biden is not my problem. But the vice. <laughs> Joe Biden is not the problem. But the woman.
about 24 or 26 years ago, one prophet called William Branham, I forgot, many, many years ago, he prophesied that we need to pray for America, else a woman will be the president over the nation. And when that happens, America is doomed. And he actually made mention of the day the woman will be lifted before the entire nation. He said that, and I saw her in a purple garment. And you know that the very day they were going to show all of them, Biden and the woman, the woman was actually wearing a purple garment. The prophet saw it many, many, many years ago and he prophesied it. William Branham. That is the reason why I said this. If you are a Ghanaian and God says that I'm opening a door for you to go to the United States of America, you have to know the reason why. Because you are not just going there to stand in the snow to take pictures and send to people and say, Charlie, ah, God bless me. Now what's up? That is not the reason why God is sending you there. There is a mission and an assignment. I want to say something before we close. Tomorrow, in the evening, by the special grace of God, I'm going to continue with the family issue here. Listen to me. Can I say this one? Have you heard of 666 before? Do you know what 666 actually is? It is not a physical mark they are going to put on your forehead and on your right hand. No. No. It won't happen. In fact, that physical thing happened. It happened physically years back. And this time it is happening in a different way. Let me explain. In the times of old, there was a certain Roman Empire called Nero. N-E-R-O. Now, this emperor called Nero, most of the times, when they become emperors, and understand that the Romans was actually the Romanian kingdom. I think the other time I explained. Roman was actually a kingdom. You remember the dream that Nebuchadnezzar had? When he saw a statue, the head was made of gold. The chest was made of silver. The chest, the belly area was made of silver. The thighs made of brass. The legs made of iron. And the feet was made of iron mixed with clay. Good. And when Daniel was explaining and interpreting the dream, he said, All these are kingdoms. And the first kingdom was the Babylonian kingdom, which was Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom. Another kingdom will come and overthrow it. Now, Daniel mentioned it to the last one. The last one that was made of iron is called the Roman, the Romanian kingdom. The kingdom of the Romans. Now, this kingdom of the Romans, they had what we called emperors because it was an empire. They had emperors, the one that would lead the whole empire. It was then that we had Caesar. So the throne that the emperors would sit on was the name that was, they had about five names. 
but the name that was mostly known by others was called Caesar. Let me explain it. In the times of old, even in families that there is royalty, that is not his real name. That actually is the name of the throne or the stool that he's sitting on. So Caesar is actually a name of the stool. So we have Caesar Augustus, we have Caesar this, we have Caesar this, we have Caesar that. Now we have Caesar Nero. And most of the times, when they become emperors, they do something. They build their own image. They build their own image. That everybody will bow. Now, that is what they do. During the times of old, they will go, because they were ruling over the whole earth. They were the kingdom ruling over the whole earth. So they were taking every country into captivity. Now, they moved to Israel, the people of God. When they got there, they built the image of Emperor Nero. And Israel is a place that had wall around it. And there was there were gates. There were gates. I wish I can I can get more time to explain this, but I will continue next time. There were gates that would lead you into Israel. So if you study the word of God carefully, we have the sheep gate, we have um plenty gates. And there was a gate that led into the market. So the market of the children of Israel was actually outside the town. So before you can go and buy something, you have to cross a gate. And before that gate was where, where the image or the statue of Emperor Nero was built. And when the Romans came to take over the children, to take over the whole land of Israel, before you can go to the market to buy something, you have to bow before the image of Emperor Nero. Once you bow, they will pour something on your forehead and some on your right hand. That actually was going to be a means by which you can buy and sell. So anytime you are going to the market to buy something, they must see that ash and song on your forehead and on your right hand before you can buy and sell. It is something that happened many, many, many years ago. Now, this time around, what is going to happen is not physical like that. It is spiritual. Because the Bible said the natural first and the spiritual second. That is the plan of God. So the natural manifested and the spiritual is about to manifest. Now, the spiritual dimension that is about to manifest, when we speak of the forehead and the right hand, it actually means two things. The forehead means wisdom and the right hand means power. The right hand of God is power. So the forehead means wisdom and the right hand actually means power. Now, wisdom and power. Amen, amen. Blessings and glory. Wisdom, thanksgiving. Are you listening to me? Let me say this last thing for so that we can close. We have just one minute. So wisdom and power is now going to be attacked. And what is wisdom and power? 
Let's read something. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24. The Bible said, But unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. So Christ actually is the power and the wisdom of God. So the forehead and the hand actually is a manifestation of Christ. So that ash they are using to wipe the forehead and the right hand is actually an anti-dimension of what Christ is. That means the forehead and the right hand writings is actually going to be what we call the Antichrist because the forehead and the right hand is the wisdom and the power of God, which is Christ. We are going to continue God willing tomorrow. God bless you and keep all of you strong in Jesus' precious mighty name. The Lord bless you. Keep supporting God's work. This night we are going to meet for priesthood time. Yesterday we had a problem with our lightning, but everything is active. So we are going to be in prayer, God willing, this night. God bless you and keep all of you strong. Shalom. Bye-bye.